really hot to trot, <laughs> or whatever you want to say. You know, yeah, we're, we're very happy with all the, we've got a lot of little babies and they'll grow up and pretty soon they'll be, I can remember when we first started the church, we had a multitude of kids. I mean, some of them like your, your daughter and now she's married and has babies and all of them are married, you know, okay. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about words again and I'm going to review a little bit of it. Okay, so put up Hebrews 4.12. Out of the Amplified, I think. I could just say the title of this is Negative Words Curse You <laughs> and Others. Ooh. So, for the word that speaks is alive. Just think, it's alive. Now it's alive and it's alive and it's alive. Yeah, amen. The word of God is alive. Yeah, isn't that, I mean, isn't that something? It's alive. When you speak it, it's alive. And I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, you get wrong thoughts and you can counteract it by just speaking the word over and over and over and over. He, you know, what he, you speak it over and over, the same words. I mean, it does, as long as it's yeah. something, how great is my God, God, you're great, you're great. You are such Amen. a great, great God, and you, you yeah. are great, God. Yeah. <laughs> and you help me, and, and just yeah. go for it, yeah. you know? So, okay, so the word is alive. Yeah. You can read other books, and maybe the scriptures that are alive, but those aren't alive. This word is alive. You know why it's alive? John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word, in fact, if you could put it up there, I, would, I should have, I didn't write out the scriptures today. Uh, in the beginning, it's too bad you can't put one on one side. Let's read this first. The word that God speaks is alive. And it's full of power. If you think nothing of it, it won't be full of power. If you think it's just like the Word of God is alive, you know, people go, the oh, Word of God is alive with power and makes active, operate, energizing, and effect. They just so as fast as they can. You, you know, God, the Word is alive. The Word that God speaks is alive and you speak it. And it's full of power. It's full of power, so it makes it active and operative and energizing and effective. It's effective, and it's sharper than any two-edged double-bladed sword. It's a double-bladed knife, and when the soldiers used double-bladed swords, they had hooks on the end, they'd stick them in the gut, they were dead. The double-blade, I mean, that's gross, but, but it's truth. It's the truth. So these, this kind of a double-bladed sword gets the devil where he's trying to get you. Do you know what? You get all these thoughts and you're getting, you're getting, you're actually getting angry at somebody because the enemy will sit on your shoulder. And it doesn't mean you got a demon. It doesn't mean you're possessed if you got, we all get them. Are you kidding? Those, those familiar spirits are sitting hunched, and even Nancy Dufresne said it. She saw it in the spirit. One was hunched, 
waiting for her to say something wrong. Or just, you know, we don't understand how, how we do little things. And just to pounce on her because something very important was going to happen. Amen. Sure, you know where they pounce? They go, yep. and then they start speaking to you. Right. Bad right. things about your brother or sister in the Lord or, or something. And, and it just gets to you. And they suggest things. That's when you've got to use the word that's alive and powerful and sharper than a two-bladed sword. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blade on both sides. Yeah. Stick. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. So uh, it penetrates to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit. Okay. Now I'm going to say, all right. What? We're three-part beings. Right? Yeah. What? Spirit, soul, and body. We put that thing up like this, or you want to put it, um, oh well, you got to put that back up. Okay, so this is how we draw it. We, it's a heart like this. On the outside is our body. There's a dividing line in the middle of that heart when you get born again. The spirit man before you get born again, is black. The instant you get born again, light comes into you. He comes to live in your heart. But you have a soul. See, the soul and the, and the spirit were, were being said the same, but they're not. And I can prove it because there's a scripture in the Bible that says we are spirit, soul, and body. <laughs> More than one. Okay, oh, you got it. See? At, yeah, put it up black for a second. Before you're born again, your father is the devil. And if you don't believe that, Jesus said it to the Pharisees. And I don't know why I'm saying all this. But the Pharisees uh, were, were the pastors of the churches <laughs> in Jerusalem. And they saw Jesus coming around, you know. <laughs> and he says, you are of your father, the devil. Jesus said it. That's a scripture. Is, is it Matthew 8, 44? John 8, 44. Whoops. Okay, well, he knows. That's why I got him. <laughs> okay, so the second, you, the instant you say Jesus and you mean it, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Nobody ever told me that. I went to church from the time I was teeny. <laughs> Nobody ever said that to me. Finally, when I was 40, almost 40, somebody told me that I needed to receive Jesus in my heart. Okay. So I guess a nun did say something. When you go to communion, I went to a, you know, a parochial school. But anyway, so that spirit turns light. But your soul is your own mind. It's your own will. And it's your own emotions. And it needs to be reprogrammed with this. And I can't tell you how much. If you don't get in here, you're going to act the same way you always did. You know, you might be a little different. If you don't go to church, you don't go. It's just, you, you don't grow. You can't grow. Because you have to know what's in this word. 
you know, those devotionals he's talking about, I used to, <laughs> I bought all of those. There's so many beautiful devotionals out there. I learned so much from them. I did. I would have a stack of about 12 that I'd say every day. <laughs> now I don't have to. I did. <laughs> I can just show you. I still got them. The one I have like his is the original. It's an orange. It's an orange uh, um, the hardcover, and, it, and it's all beat up, falling apart. But see, you learned from that. You learned from those things. Okay, so this is why I'm saying a dividing line, because it says it in the scripture. Okay, go back to the scripture. So, it's a two-edged sword. Do you see that in the middle? Dividing line, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit. And that means, am I coming from my just own my own ideas in my mind? Or am I coming from what the word says? Am I coming from my own will? Well, that's what I want to do, and I don't care what it says. You know what I mean? Or am I coming from what God will? Am I coming from emotions where I'm angry or where I'm hurt or where I'm crying? You don't make good decisions in those times. That's why you have to renew your mind. See, you catch yourself thinking the wrong thing. This is coming out totally different than it did Wednesday. It's because it's a different group of people. <laughs> but it's, it's, you have to know that. I mean, you have to. That's what I see after 43 years being a Christian. Okay? So, okay, so the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit. And this is actually of the joints and marrow of a chicken. I'm a chicken bone. When I was little, <laughs> I mean, we, we had our own chickens and we had to cut them up and <laughs> catch them and feather them and defeather them and all that stuff. But anyway, but the joints and the marrow. And in those days, we actually, I mean, the, they were so fresh and you knew they weren't diseased <laughs> and all that, wherever they were. The, in the grocery store with flies on them or whatever. And, and I, his, I want to tell you this. His mother worked at a grocery store, and you can tell, you know that's way back. Okay. And she said that they would have chickens that were getting rotten, and so they put them in Clorox. Clorox and water. Yeah, you, you, Lacey does too. Yeah. And then they would put them on sale. Mm-hmm. So see, at least I knew what I was getting when I was little. <laughs> I never even thought of that. But, but you know, you would take that like a, a, a leg bone, you know, and we would just eat the marrow, which is really good. You'd almost eat the, some of the bone. Yeah, suck it out of there. It was good, and it's really good for you. I know it is. Okay, so that's what that means, though. It, of the deepest, okay, of, okay. It's, where am I? And the mortal spirit of the joints and the marrow. That's the way I thought of it. Yeah. Of the deepest parts of our nature. And that's hard to put a dividing line between that bone and that marrow, right? Without, okay, mixing it up. Exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging 
the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So all those faith confessions, you say, they will do this. The word of God will do this. So God's word is conceived in your heart. But see, it's got to be real in your heart, not just some, oh, you know, that scripture of my heart. <laughs> okay, number two, it's formed by your tongue, spoken out of your own mouth, and it becomes a spiritual force. <laughs> and you know what? It releases the ability of God inside of you. Now I'm I'm I have a lot more notes, but I'm going over, I'm just going over some things from Wednesday night. So the word your words are the most powerful thing in the universe. You know why we know words are important? Because God created the universe with words. Now, okay, for example, I'll just say that it says the Holy Spirit was hovering. And nothing happened. Nothing happened over the dark, over the deep. And there's God. Spoke the word. Gee, I wish it was light. Sure dark out there. See, and that's what we do. You know what? No. All God said was, and he had to say it out loud. Light be. Just like that, there was light. See, this is the same thing. It, it, it isn't any different from our words. In fact, we are speaking spirits. We're the only ones that have a spirit. Animals don't have a spirit. They do have a soul. They have like a mind, a will, and emotions. They do, and that's why you should treat them nice. Because <laughs> they have feelings. <laughs> I love animals. But anyway, you're, you're a speaking spirit. You, and, you and you know what? You're created in the image and likeness of God. Only human beings are created in God's image and look like him. Angels don't either. You think angels are a big deal? You're a bigger deal to God. Because you're created, you look like him. Okay, now, so that's why your words, you're speaking spirits. And the whole universe was created by words. Okay, so John 1.1. 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And guess what? The Word was God. Here's God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, and, and I'm going to say, I say this millions of times, but maybe then you can tell somebody too. You burn up all the Bibles that you can, in the whole wide world, and you found them all. You're trying to get rid of it. You cannot get rid of it because the word is God. <laughs> okay, so the words you speak are either going to put you over or hold you in bondage. And there are some things that I see now in my life because of the stupid words I spoke. <laughs> you know what? Even somebody with them, um, uh, you know, they eat and then throw up. Anorexia. Yeah. No, bulimia. Yeah, yeah. Anorexia is a little bit different. Yeah. 
And I ran into a student that had that. And uh, I was beginning to suspect it when I was teaching school, but uh, we helped her. <laughs> okay, but see that, uh, why, why did I say that? <laughs> what, what was I saying? What? Okay, what you say, you're gonna say, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. Look at how fat I am. You know what, and you might be weighing 100 pounds. <laughs> and you think you're fat. And so you keep, that's what causes, so the demons try to come in and kill you with it, and people have died from it. But you know what, there was a time when I almost got into that. And I, now I, cause I can understand it, but I was smart enough, even though I wasn't yet a Christian, to know, wait a minute, this is not good. Yeah, I mean, I weighed 100 pounds, and I was wearing, and I had four kids, and I, I, I was wearing children's clothes. I could wear children's size 12. Girls. I thought, they're cheaper. <laughs> anyway, that's long cognical. <laughs> so, but anyway, you, you, um, you may, see, what you say gets in you. It's it, there's even power in negative words. So you, maybe you use your own tongue to, to form the very words that defeated you. You can. A lot of things you can. I'm never going to be rich. I'm poor. I'm blah, 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 blah. I've never, you know, this doesn't work. You blah, blah, blah. You, you talk yourself into it. And it starts to become effective. Or you may hear teaching that's wrong, and you say that stuff, and it's and it's a it, it's it it does. I uh, you guys, I can't I can't tell you, I have not stopped studying. Ask him. <laughs> I've got so many books at home that I that's why I needed to move because I don't have enough room. <laughs> I'm actually I, I don't know. I think we're gonna build on because I need a office with a big because I love to study I just love it but and you keep you get into that and you understand the practical part of living you you know the when the rubber meets the road that's what I'm talking about when you live it it isn't just religion and getting a bunch of stuff going to church and say oh I made my obligation this is far different far deeper so, so when you pray, now see, so we pray. We pray the problem or we say a problem. That, I talked about that. That's uh, Mark 11. But um, I guess you should put it up there. But when you pray, you pray a problem. A lot of people pray that way. Oh, God. This is, you know, God, I am just a best man diagnosed with cancer. God, and I'm going to die, and I need, I'm just praying, you know, and you say the problem, no, you go to the word of God, it says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed, and like I said, I went to a prayer meeting in this town, where a whole family was wiped out on vacation, and they had a prayer meeting before the service, and I didn't even know them, but I felt so bad, and they, they asked pastors to come to the prayer meeting, I went to the prayer meeting, but they were praying that way. 
oh God, you see this whole family is wiped out and, and they don't know what they're going to do and da 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 da. And you know, I thought, oh. But see, they didn't know any better. I'm not, I'm not criticizing that. It's just that you pray the answer or you say the answer. This is important. See, because when you start saying what the problem is, it becomes greater. Or we said the problem over and over, and we called it in instead of what we really wanted. Like, I'm fat. You know what? So, I mean, and eventually then you do get fat. You may give, you may have bulimia and throw up, you know, eat and throw up. And, uh, and it starts to deplete your body, too. Okay, Mark 11. <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point. For verily I say unto you, verily means it's guaranteed, I absolutely guaranteed. Who said this? Jesus. Wake up. Who said it? <laughs> Jesus said it. Jesus said it. He said, I guarantee you, whosoever shall say to this mountain of problem, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he Oh, I've heard this stuff before. Are you living it? See, I don't even, I don't either. I see myself. That's why I even got into this, because I thought, what are you doing? You're, you know, you, you get, stuff happens, and blah, blah, blah. You, you go back to your flesh fast. <laughs> you, that's why you got to keep that, and I am using myself as an example, because I'm not kidding you. <laughs> See, God's word is a spiritual law, and spiritual laws cannot be destroyed. All natural laws are underneath his laws, and God's word is a spiritual law. And you violate and you disobey any law, and it will work against you, right? It's like simple as, you know, driving too fast, <laughs> which I enjoy. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. I'm just being honest with you. I can't stand it. I want, I, want to, I want the angels to get me in a chariot when I die. <laughs> I just come on and pick me up and go. <laughs> I'm just so Lonnie could pick me up. No. <laughs> no. So, but see, the words you speak will put you over when you obey spiritual law, which is the word of God. And let me tell you, because in a time of disaster, in a time of hurt, a time of grieving and all that stuff, you got to talk. You got to talk the word out loud and it works. You can go from crying to laughing in a short time. Because negative words or negative thinking will come against you. Now, the whole spirit world is controlled by the word of God. 
Angels come on the scene when you speak the word. Demons come on the scene when you are, whoops, are negative. What? Psalm 103, verse 20. You don't have to put it up there, but bless the Lord, all you angels that excel in strength, doing God's word, commands, hearkening unto the voice of his word. And you think that's not God talking to the angels. It's you. It's the voice of his word. You have the voice of his word on the earth. See? And the demons, see you, and this is another thing. Demons, behold, Luke 10, 19, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. I give you authority. We have authority. We need to take the authority. So you don't know that stuff unless you come to church or unless you start reading it. And it's huge. The Great Commission is great. Yeah, go out and be a missionary. But if you don't know that you have authority over demons, you're going to go to a foreign country and be destroyed. <laughs> You've got to know your authority in Christ. No, Jesus does everything. Oh, he causes all those little kids to be born wrong. And, 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 and no, he doesn't. Sometimes there's iniquity in the background there, and it could be not just right away. I'm not, now don't, I mean, that is what I'm saying. But there can be something that comes down the line from way back. You don't know. Now, <clears throat> so, I mean, God does not cause those things. He doesn't cause the storms or the hurricanes or the tornadoes or the destruction of fires or any of that stuff. But see, that's why we got to know the word and we got to know, take authority in the name of Jesus, you demonic spirits. God turned it over to us who are walking on the earth, who are born again. I can prove all this to you by the word. So the natural world is this natural world is supposed to be controlled by man speaking God's word. Exactly. So the spoken word of God is creative power. Amen. And you say it long enough and it, it'll manifest Amen. right in front of you. Amen. And it's by man speaking God's words. You, now say, let's say you've been praying and then all of a sudden you say, Lord, I've been praying, but it's not working out. The devil has defeated me. Nope. Oh, guess who's listening? <laughs> Mark eleven twenty four said, whatsoever things you desire. Okay, we didn't put that up there. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You know, one of the best things to do is to get into the word that tells you that you can have that. Then pray when you're full of that word or full, full of it, that you really believe in healing. See, now, did you notice Mark 11, 23 talks about saying? Because you can call things in just by saying Mark 11, 24 talks about praying. So we can say and we can pray. You can do both and they'll work. 
Okay, so, but you have to really believe. Praying is almost harder. <laughs> you have to believe you receive it when you pray. See, defeat is not what you desire, so don't pray it or say it. A lot of times people pray the, the problem. But it's because they don't have any teaching on prayer. You know, we can stand to use some more preaching on prayer. That's why, I mean, man, if we're getting people who don't know how to teach us to pray more, let's use them. That's, see, and they won't do that whole thing on prayer. They'll, I mean, that'll be just like in the morning, those mornings. Okay, so prayer said with wrong negative words is the opposite of what you want and will work against you. Well, see, what's wrong? First, you paid the problem and not the answer. Uh -huh. And the word says, pray the thing you desire. Yeah. Whatsoever things you desire. When you pray. When you pray, when you pray believe that you already got it. That's why you got to be full of the word. Yes, you do. Study the word first. Second, you actually put faith in the ability, if you prayed the, the problem, you, you actually put faith in the ability of the enemy. You really do. And even worse, you, you established words of the devil because you said things were getting worse. And you denied the word of God. I mean, we don't even realize when we, we say negative stuff, you know, see, be word conscious. And, of course, I got a husband that corrects me all the time. No, no I'm good. I know you do. I'm, I'm glad. But sometimes it makes me mad. I really am glad, honey. Honest to God, I am really glad. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but then sometimes you're just not in the mood. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. You're no. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, no. Okay. Yes. Right. I want peace at home. No. <laughs> okay. But here's the deal, though. Words be word conscious because the words are like little seeds that produce after their kind. And I'm not saying just, I'm not just saying this stuff. I, 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 I see I, the consequences of stuff that I've said and, you know, whatever. Say, okay, so prayer is like our legal right to use faith-filled words to bring God on the scene in your behalf. Okay, now I didn't do this on the other night, but John 15, we're going to uh, read uh, verses 1 through 11. Yeah. Out of the Amplified, classic. Jesus said, I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. He's the husbandman or the, you know. Now, just think, vine. <laughs> okay, any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, dum da dum dum, he cuts away. He trims it off and he takes it away. 
And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch. That's you. You're the branches. He prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit. To make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. But otherwise, if you're just, I mean, well, naturally, if there's dead branches out there, you know what? You cut them off because they sap. They sap a tree. They sap a plant. Dead parts of the plant are, are taken away from the good parts. Okay, go ahead. Verse 3. You are cleansed and pruned. You are, Jesus said this to his disciples. You're cleansed and you're pruned already because of the word which I gave you. The teaching I discussed with you. Okay? Dwell in me. What does dwell mean? It means, okay, dwell means to live. Dwell means to live, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch, you can't bear fruit of itself without abiding, abiding, living, or being vitally united to the vine. Think of the plants. Think of the tree out there. If, if a branch falls to the ground, it's no longer part of the tree. Is it going to die? Yeah, so are you. Neither can you bear fruit unless you live in me or dwell in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from reading the word, cut off from church, cut off from hanging around the right people, cut off from vital union with me, you're not going to be able to do anything. I mean, just backslide for a while, you figure it out. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> or just don't think that much about it, you know. Okay. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. And just like we do, like you were, Ron, like Ron and Stephanie, you were, you were doing that at our house. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Such branches are gathered up and thrown in the fire and they're burned. But just think, we're talking uses. Uses. If you live in me and you abide vitally united to me and my words, but then see the words got to remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, you're going to be able to ask whatever you want and you'll get it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Next verse. Oh. When you bear and produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourself to be true followers of mine. I tell you what, blessings start coming on, on you. <laughs> Go ahead. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. <laughs> Jesus said, I love you disciples just as the Father loved me. Abide in my love, continue in his love with me. Okay. If you keep my commands, if you continue to obey my instructions, he's telling you what to do. And I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. Not talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. 
<laughs> if you walk in love, if you forgive people, if you, like it says, uh, rejoice in the Lord always, even if you're bawling. <laughs> Let your gentleness be made known to all men, for the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious. He's telling you to quit it. Quit it, Jackie. Quit being fearful. Quit being upset. Quit being... <laughs> Do you see what I mean? So, I've gotten that way, and I go, oh. See, I know that verse by heart. <laughs> Do not be... I, I say it different than the Word says it. This is in Philippians 4, the whole thing. And it, and, it, and it just says, do not be anxious, fearful, worried, upset, or stressed out. That's the way I say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I added to it, but it, it, you know, I'm going, I'm stressed. Yeah. You see, for a while there, we were looking for a new house, and I got so stressed, I thought, this isn't right. And I got, that was that scripture that showed me that. Yeah. You're so stressed out, you're not even at peace anymore. Yeah. Forget it, this, something's wrong. It was, a, it was a pushy salesman. That's what it was. And I said, goodbye. <laughs> I don't care if I want the house. I don't, not worth it. <laughs> you know, I'm older too. So, uh, you know, I, uh, so uh, if you really look, there's, there's commands he gave you in the New Testament. Like, keep rejoicing. And, I, okay, have you ever been really down? And you go, oh no, it says rejoice in the Lord always. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Okay, Ken. All right. So you have to pull yourself. You can pull yourself out of it. Because I've done it and it works. Um, and live on in his love. Go ahead. What did I say? Two verse. I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be inside of you. And you know what? It works. And that your joy and gladness may be full of a full measure and complete and overflowing. Because you can pull yourself out of depression. You can pull yourself out of a hole by using what the Word of God tells you to do. I've, I am not telling you this because the Word said it. I'm telling you this because I tried it. And it works. <laughs> it works. Okay, so that's it, though. So it's the Word, though, that's living in you that causes faith to be present in your words. So, I mean, I said those scriptures enough, like Philippians 4, 4 through 8. You know, it tells you this is the best psychology scripture in the world. It's a command. Philippians 4, 8. Think on things that are true. This is tr God said, Jesus said, my word is truth. Think on things that are true, that are lovely, that are pure, that are honest and of a good report. And if you, can, if you think on that and not negative stuff, you're going to be wholesome in your mind, in your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. That's, it works. So, 
Okay, so your joy can be full of the, of the word. And as long as you say the right thing and speak according to the word of God. Now, remember this. God's word is creative power. And if you release that power by saying, just, just say, no, I'm, I'm going to be in joy. I'm going to be in joy. I, I'm a joyful person. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. See? And all of a sudden, that's creative power. And it worked. I wound up laughing. And I wasn't fakey. <laughs> and if we release that power, the answer will manifest. But see, you've got to try this stuff. And, and this is, see, now you're getting into what, this is really living the word. Where you're a living word. <laughs> In fact, Ephesians 5.1 says, imitate your heavenly father. So you can speak God's word after him, and they will still work for you. So those... Because those words are actually become a part of you and they abide and live in you continually. Now, let me tell you, you may catch me when I make a mistake. Don't get mad at me because we all do it. <laughs> but, but the words God spoke out of his mouth framed the universe. And they got, that's got to be pretty powerful words. And if so, you use those words and it'll set things in motion for you too so it still stands today he's the same yesterday today and forever and if you're obedient to this word and you do what it says <laughs> so uh okay and i do actually have that luke 117 you get with god it's in the amplified only though and it, it was actually uh they were talking about mary and her conceiving jesus in her womb and it says that with God, all things, oh no, just, let's see, the Amplified? Wait a minute. Something's wrong. Mark says it too, 1034. What? I got the wrong scripture. I got it. 37. Yeah, it's one through seven. I accidentally wrote down something. Good heavens, that was way off. Yeah, see how simple? <laughs> For with God, nothing. How many things? No thing. No thing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. <laughs> it's because God said it, and he let it stay said. Okay, Hebrews... Um, one, three, uh, we'll put it up there too. Well, this is a big one here too. Three, one. One, one three. Yeah. Yep. Oh, bad. The right one. Ooh. Wow. Wait a minute. Is it three, one? <laughs> 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 He's a high priest. <laughs> <laughs> He's a confession, honey. He is. Uh, three, one. Did I put the wrong scripture down? Three, one. Come on. It's three, one. No, that isn't it either. Oh, well. <laughs> it talks about the word of his power. Did that say the word of his power? How did I get that goofed up? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> huh. Okay, but it talks about the word of his power. It is? Good. 
who being the brightness of his glory, yeah, it's in the King James though, yeah, and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. So his power is in his word. That's where his power is. Even he himself, if he had not spoken light be, there would have not been an earth. He had to speak it. So see, you're, do you realize the privilege you've been given of God coming to live in you and, and that he gave you his word? See, most, I, I'm be honest with you, you go most places and they don't emphasize the word and the word is important. It's in what he said. It is not impossible for God to perform anything he said in his word. <laughs> I'm talking about every word. And see, he created you with the ability to operate in the same kind of faith. You got the ability. You got the ability to say, I have the mind of Christ. I am not going to get dementia. And I hold the thoughts and the feelings. No, well, that's something that, no. It is something that the world thinks we all have to have. Yeah, I mean, you go to the eye doctor, about seven years ago I went and he said, oh, you should have cataracts by now. Oh, I think there's a little bit growing yet. And see, they just take it for granted. You're going to have cataracts. You're going to get dementia. You don't have, I am telling you this. Out of this, it just makes me mad because it, the Bible says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 2, in the last verse, it said, you, since you're born again, you have the mind, the mind of Christ. And then uh, in the Amplified, it says, and I hold the, I say this, I hold the thoughts, the feelings, plans, and purposes of God, and my memory is blessed. And that's in Proverbs. The memory of the righteous is blessed. But you know what? That also, though, means that after they pass, their memory is blessed. That doesn't make any difference. The word is vast. You can use it. You can use it for anything. And I don't mean to shout, but I just see, you know, duh. Come on. Some of you are dealing with things, and and we we this is. I'm get, We're trying to give you answers. God needs everybody in the body of Christ, and maybe. Okay. I preach this way because I know what I want and what is done for me. Not trying to, God loves you and I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> I love you too. So see, so we've, but we've got to control the words that come out of our mouth and bring them in, in obedience to the word of God, which is God's spiritual law. Okay, so that, that was actually just a review of Wednesday. But the enemy, this is new. Now, the enemy knows there's power in your words because you're a born-again Christian. And he tries desperately to get you to confess doubt and fear and unbelief. Uh, and sometimes you just, you know, say stuff, say stuff casually about, oh, duh, why did I do that? So you're calling yourself a duh. <laughs> And so, or you're confessing you are unworthy after being born again is contrary to the word of God. 
Okay, now I'm not going to make this much longer, but Mark, put up Mark 11. Yeah. Okay. 11 through 14. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem into the temple, and when he had looked around about on all things, and now the eventide was coming, he went out into Bethany with his twelve. Yes. And on the next day, the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might found anything thereon. He was hungry, you know. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said to it, was it talking to him? It was talking to him because it didn't have any figs and he was hungry. Yeah. He, and he said to it, no man ever eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Okay. So they go to Bethany. The next morning they come back and, and uh, go to verse 21. This is, but anyway, um, they, um, Peter calls to remembrance and he says to a master, the fig tree which you cursed, oh, wow. cursed, yeah. is withered up. Yes. Come on. I said, paraphrase it. They, wow. said, they said the leaves are withered and that thing died from the roots. Did you notice that, Jesus? The tree you cursed. The Bible actually says he put a curse on it. Now, we as believers can put curses on other people or on ourselves by the words of our mouth, by gossiping about them, by saying stuff, you know, maybe somebody wants to be delivered from alcohol and yeah, and you've seen them go forward lots of times, you know, ah, I don't believe that. Yeah, they always go forward, you know, nothing ever happens. You curse them right there. Instead, you just say, this time it's going to work. This time they're going to get delivered. See, nothing's impossible with God. Do you see? We can actually curse our brothers and sisters. You can curse your children by talking about what they're doing wrong all the time. All those things. Or what other people are doing. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, you can actually curse them. Yes, you can. So, so, but, okay, the words of our mouth can work against a person uh -huh. from overcoming, or the words of our mouth can bring advancement to them. And instead of putting faith-filled words there by saying, <laughs> you know, uh, what they're doing, yeah. I mean, I thought of, Philippians 4.13, they can do all things through Christ with strength in them. Uh, Romans 8.38, they are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Uh, Ephesians 6.10, and I've said this one so many times, they're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. One time I said I was really hurt and upset about something, and I said it all day and all night long. I said hundreds of times, I'm strong in the Lord, and I got over it, and in the power of his might. Um, Philippians 2.13 said, it is God who is at work in us. He's at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
seen. So, or no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against them in judgment, they shall condemn. See, say, say God's power will deliver them so they're not fall or fail. This time they're going to make it. You know, I believe they will stand. How about we're constantly saying, say the Ephesians prayer in 116. Open up the eyes of their understanding, Lord. Flood their hearts with light that they truly might know the goal to which they have been made to be the goal setter, right? The hope. Hope is a goal setter. The hope to which they've been called. See, pray that stuff for it. See, we can be de deceived by the evil one to tear down what God was trying to deliver and to build up by words that curse us yeah. or them spoken out of our mouths. We need to say faith words. So Jesus spoke to that fig tree and it withered and it died. And then Jesus said something in verse 22. He, he says, have the God kind of faith. You have the same faith that God has. You got to say it. I got the same faith. So maybe we need to turn the air on. People are getting, and I'll be done by noon. <laughs> okay. Verse 23, he tells his disciples. The okay, so verse 23 says, how, he tells his disciples how, how the God kind of faith works. How does it work? We just read it by saying, by speaking. So if you have faith and you've got to get that word in your heart, it's the God kind. And, and Romans 12, 3 says, he, God has dealt to every man the measure of his faith. So it's the same measure everybody gets when they're born again, but some of them never develop it. They never look at the word. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. and hearing you know what? And I looked up something. Okay, you know that the uh, New Testament was um, was uh, translated from Greek to English. The original Greek literally says, "Faith comes by report," and that report comes from God. Isn't that good? Faith comes by report, and report comes from God. So in other words, whose report do you believe? That's in Isaiah 53.1. See, hearing what God said builds faith inside of you. Cause, and, he, and he's able to bring his, his declarations to pass when you say it. Some of you look at Hank Kuhneman's wife's declarations. That's exactly what that is. See, Jesus tells you how to apply the God kind of faith and get it to work. And it's, <laughs> verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this problem, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that whatsoever he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. That's, that's, that's how God worked. He says what he wanted. So he tells us how to apply that God kind of faith and get it to work. Amen. And see, businesses do this. 
Businesses will actually have you say positive things. So is anybody getting hot in here? Okay, would you turn that back off? So um, this, that scripture, Mark eleven twenty three. that's how Kenneth Hagin got. <laughs> so anyway, this is, it's an important key. key. He, he didn't just say things you say to the mountain, you know, yeah, those things, he said those things which you, he says, God says. In other words, everything, now this is another thing, everything you, can, you say is going to make a difference. You might speak directly to a problem, and without even realizing it, you undo it. You know how I know? Because I've done it, and guess who corrected me? My husband, but he was right. So see, it's the truth. I'm blessed. <laughs> no, and somehow he just, you know, I'm running around all the time, and and have a few more things, responsibilities with the church. And that's my excuse. <laughs> no, no, I know it. And I know. But it, it is. I mean, you, you know, you really get into the word. And you really don't talk to people as much as I do. And so, you know, you get this, th this thing. No, no, I mean at home. I'm running around going, <laughs> taking care of stuff. And, and I like it. I enjoy doing it. But, but the point is, you can just, you can get, let me see now, what was that bill? Oh, yeah, I got to pay that bill. Oh, gee, we had to change card. To now, now they think that we're not paying our bill because we changed the charge card. Do you see what I mean? Then I got to call them or go online or do this and do that. Oh, the insurance is due. Oh, the blah, 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 blah. And, and you, good excuse, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so see, you gotta watch what else you say in between, and you gotta believe that those things you say, in other words, everything you say will come to pass, bad or not. <laughs> so he said, you'll have whatever, whatsoever, everything you say. A different translation says. He shall have whatsoever he is saying. So the Bible says, Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith. And you know what? Hold fast right there means like an anchor of a ship. It holds it fast. It actually comes from that. Okay, so the answer is in believing and confessing what the Word says. And the Word says it'll be removed and cast into the sea. So in the name of Jesus, I see this problem removed by the eye of faith. Okay, see, now this is what I was talking about, goal setting. The hope to which you've been called, right? That hope is a goal setter. Hope is a blueprint. Faith is when you get it. But if you don't have any, oh, I want this house. Let's start building it. <laughs> you got to have a blueprint. You know, there's things you want. You might want a new car. You got to then get the blueprint for the car you want. 
<laughs> you might want to crop in your field and get the blueprint for it. Do you know what I mean? Start speaking it. Okay, so see, by the eye of faith, I see cancer removed. I had to stand on that in 2012. I had to stand on it. You don't know, I didn't tell anybody nothing except him. And then later I told my kids and first, and then I told, then, you know, and had this, I remember Kenny was in the sound booth. There was some, there was somebody else, somebody, that old girlfriend he had. <laughs> Valerie. Valerie. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Kenny, he's out there. <laughs> anyway, I said, I'm not going to be here on Wednesday night. You know when they did it on 9-11? They, they did cancer surgery. That's, that's easy to remember. Um, that's tomorrow, yeah. And, and I, I said, I won't be here on uh, Wednesday night. I probably won't be back until next week. And they said, oh, you're going on vacation? Eh, not really. <laughs> that's all I said. I didn't even tell them. So see, okay. Um, I know you're, get, you're getting there, aren't you? Um, see, don't deny the existence of a mountain. That's another thing, though. Don't deny it. Don't be goofy and not, you know, think you can go to the doc doctors, think we're nuts otherwise. See, um, just hold fast and get some scriptures. I'm just going to skip the rest of this because I might want to go on with this. Because the only way to emphasize it is to keep going on it. So what do you want in life? Get some kind of blueprints. You know, maybe you want a new house, a new car, whatever. You want to have a better marriage or better or your kids or whatever it is. Set your goals. Write them down and call them in. Start praying and say the positive. And don't say, well, I can't stand my wife. She's <laughs> never cooks anything. She never does anything. She's a mess in the house. <laughs> I thought I'd use the opposite. See, so, you know, I was a man up here. I could see that. <laughs> anyway. So do, you know what? Set the goals. That goal is a blueprint. And you can actually have it. Have what it is. God wants us to give us stuff. He wants to give us stuff, just like you would want to give stuff to your children. You know what? There's a song there by, um, I say to the mountain, be removed. It is by, I don't know if it's by Sydney Black or is it by uh, that other gal? What's her name? Uh, uh, no, uh, and and Durant. Oh, it's it's right there at the beginning. But anyway, I just I thought about that song. I will say to the mountain, "Be thou removed." Uh, Do you find it? He actually found it. Okay, we're just going to end with that. <laughs> but see the and and. I know what they say it, or they say it, say it, or the blab it, name it, and claim it group. 
the blab it and grab it group. But, but you know what? We get it. <laughs> okay. We'll just end with that. Thank you for coming and listening. And be doers of the word. If I...